0: Welcome to Take Another Look with Gerda Felix and Melanie Tadiok malo with a genuine conversation about what's missing from the human connection. Let's join Melanie and Gerda now. Wow, well, well, welcome. And hello, everyone. My name is Gerda Felix and welcome to Take Another Look podcast. Again, my name is Gerda Felix with my co-host, Melanie Tadio-Molo. <laughs> Hello, Melanie. And today, oh, today, today is exciting day. It we is. have with us, Michelle, Michelle Sands. So let me start
1: by asking Melanie, how are you doing? I'm doing great, Gerda. It's been a while, but it's been so good to see you again. Thanks. It's and doing great. And how are you?
2: I am doing wonderful. Welcome, Michelle. Thank you, welcome. Nice to see you, Melanie, and Gerda, as always, so great to see you. (laughs) Thank you. And let me ask this, because to me, this
0: is very important. Although you all know that I don't do, I don't
2: like small talk, but it is important to check in. How are you doing, Michelle? I am on fire. I have to be honest. First of all, I'm loving this weather. I just I it's fantastic. Um, I've got a lot of things that I'm working on and I'm so excited about it. And this is the I'm always laughing because people say as soon as this weekend is over, it's the end of the summer. No, it's not. We, you know, officially, that's not till the 20th or the 21st of September. Um, And so I love knowing that it kind of feels like new beginnings. But at the same time, the summer is still going strong. Mm,
0: Absolutely. I love that. Well, today, our show, our podcast, is about transition. And the reason I thought it was important for us to talk about this, first of all, I believe at one point in our lives, we are in transition at one point or another. And also because I know what Michelle does, and I thought that would fit perfectly. Great. So now, Michelle, can you tell us
2: your story? Yeah, so, well, I I guess I'm going to start with uh, just sharing the reason why I do what I do, which is I, I support women between the ages of 35 to 65 to unleash their potential and design their ideal career with passion, purpose, and possibilities. And one of the reasons why I felt that was really important for me to do was just experiencing Well, I meet many women and I've met many incredible women over the years. And the things that we have often in common are things like we know we're meant for more, but we're not really doing it. We know we've got skills and capabilities, but we're not quite living into our potential. Um, We often we're often loving and generous and kind Um, But sometimes we're stuck because we're playing small when we know, well, basically, I think sometimes we play small because it's to make other people feel good around us. And I'm not sure why we tend to do that, but we do. And I often feel that I have such a connection with people and women in particular, who have maybe had struggles in their life. And they didn't know quite what to do in order to get them from where they're they are right now, to make that transition into the next stage. And I remember vividly, this was about 25 years ago, Garrett, I know, you know, my story. Um, my son was not even one years old yet. And I was loving being an at home mom, I gave up my career, I was actually Um, I was on maternity leave, but at the time we only had it for six months. So I decided to stay at home. And so I was past the six months. I let go of my job that I loved and I thought, oh, I'm going to stay at home. I'm going to be a great mom. I made all of Logan's baby food and had cloth diapers. I did the dinners for when my husband came home. Well, one day he came home and he told me that he didn't love me anymore and he wanted out. And I remember feeling, well, first of all, I don't even think I believed it at first because I thought, wow, this is crazy. Our kid is not even one. And you're telling me that you don't love me anymore and that you want out of this marriage. And the thing that really got me was that I, I truly believed that what I was doing, giving up me for my son, for my husband, was the right thing to do. Now, I'm not saying it wasn't, and I'm not saying it was wrong. What I realized in that moment, especially when I could see in in my husband at the time, his eyes that he was done, like there was no convincing. And then I thought, why would I want to convince somebody to be with me? Why would I do that? That just sounds crazy. Now, I'm not going to, you know, um, say that it was awful. It, I, I had never felt that pain. I'd never felt that rejection. I considered my, myself to have a, a certain amount of confidence and belief in myself. But when he was when he told me he was done, I felt like the biggest loser. No word of a lie. I remember feeling not to mention my son isn't even one and his birthday was just coming up. I remember walking into Um, I don't know. I think I was picking up a sub or something like that. And I walked in and I I was sure that everybody was looking at me like I was a loser. Everybody could tell that I'd been dumped and rejected. And that was, you know, beyond figuring out, well, how am I going to be a single mom, a brand new mom, share my son with another woman, because that was part of the problem. I it was it was in an almost in an instant when I was feeling like everybody was looking at me that I was this loser that I went no way not happening and that was really the beginning of my journey on self reflection and um, I started taking courses and programs I knew that this was a significant transition in my life it wasn't just a significant transition for me but a significant transition for my family who we'd all been together for such a long time. And so that's just a little piece of what really had me start to explore what we do as women, why we do it, why it's so important to work together to uplift one another, to share our our joys, our successes, our pain, um, our our uh, struggles or challenges um, and I truly believe that we are always in transition.
1: Always. Thank totally you so much. Thank you so much for sharing, Michelle. Your story is powerful and really resonated with me in so many ways. Was that the determining factor of what, what brought you to do your work presently? Or was there something else that kind of took you in this direction? Ooh. Hmm.
2: That what that was, was actually the determining factor for me, because I I remember saying it. there is not I am not going to let a man dictate to me how I'm supposed to feel. And at the time, I will say I said it with a lot more anger and frustration and bitterness. I actually do not feel that way in any way, shape or form anymore. Um, But that was the beginning of me. I'd always been independent. I'm very independent. And I gave up not being independent as much as I gave up the belief that I should be this way in this relationship as a mother, as a wife. And I actually, I don't think it served me, but it certainly didn't serve Logan and my my husband at the time. And so there were no, when I reflect back, Um, That got me as far as knowing that I was I needed to do more for myself that I was meant for more. And so that in that moment helped with that. Um, The career path that I've taken to get where I am today and helping women on designing their ideal career has been a long journey of, okay, and don't laugh at this, but I and it's not really as simple. I make a decision that I want to do something. I go do it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and, and so I did. So at that time, when, when I we had split up and I was trying to figure all this out, I was taking courses, I was learning, I was growing, but I wasn't working. And I thought, no, no, I am not going to stay on subsidy. I am going to get a job. And I went and I got a job that I felt was the best one for me at the time, which was working in a childcare centi- center. Center. And I got to work with kids every single day. I mean, talk about, you know, having fun and feeling inspired. Kids are, they live out loud. They don't make any apologies for crying, for laughing, for uh, getting angry. They just are their emotions and they feel them. And that was really helpful for me because I could put aside my upsets and my depression. And then I was able to bring my son to work which was even a bonus, because for me, even though I didn't want to to be known as a just a stay at home mom, not that there's anything wrong with that, because believe me, it is the hardest job out there. I think I wanted more for him from me, I wanted to be the gift to him. And one of the ways that I knew how to do that was by helping other people, and having him be a part of my life as much as he could. Because by this time, I had to share him Half of the time. So I only had him half the time. And it was during that time when I went, okay, this sucks. Like I don't like who I am when he's not with me because I'm not doing anything. I'm not really helping anybody. And so that was my journey and beginning uh starting to ask myself, okay, so who do I want to help? Why do I want to help them? And I decided that I wanted to work, I wanted to volunteer. And the best way I knew how to volunteer was to look at all these different organizations that were out there. And I picked one. There's lots more to that story. I don't know if you want me to keep going, but <laughs> I feel like back. I'm just rambling on here. Thank you, you know. so much. That's great. Canada? That That is
0: great. That is great. And, you know, I like to see you as you know, we are watching you uh, tell your story. It comes so beautifully. And, you know, as I was listening to you, I am thinking, What do you wish that your clients knew when they come to see you?
2: I want my clients to know absolutely that if they truly want something, Mm -hmm. they can do it. Mm -hmm. I, I do. And sometimes you can look at somebody and say, they make it look so easy Well, I'm just going to be honest and say that I say that sometimes when I see people being, you know, in very, very successful in something I might want, you know, they didn't have this or they didn't have that. Well, we don't know what everybody or anybody has gone through. We don't know what their stories are. And if we stay stuck in the belief that we can't have what we want, that we truly don't have the capabilities, then I don't believe we'll ever be completely fulfilled because I Absolutely. believe progress is happiness. Mm-hmm. And I believe that even if you aren't where you want to be, that if you start in the direction of where you want to go, that instantly you're going to feel better. Absolutely.
0: Well,
1: <laughs> So now, Michelle, when the, your clients come to you, they're, they're going through a transition. Can you walk us through the services you provide for them? Yeah, so I do this in in a few ways. And and
2: while many of the clients come to me through transition, they are coming to me at different stages in the transition. So I will have, you know, a client who maybe is just, let's take somebody who's in their 30s, they still have kids at home. And the transition is more about how to figure out work-life balance with kids I might have a client who is, you know, their kids are grown up and they feel like they want to start over again. And I'll have clients that are partway through, maybe they've launched a program or a small business and they need more help with refining their message. So they come to me in all these different stages and the way that I support them are through different avenues. So I do one-on-one coaching. I will offer master classes for those people that are maybe uh, they're at a different place. I also I'm in the process right now of putting my um, passion, purpose and possibility career design challenge together. And that's going to be a self-directed course that somebody can purchase and then go through the steps that I did in mm-hmm. order to, um, you know, and they can do it self-paced, um, and, I, and I have other courses where I'll offer group coaching, one-on-one coaching as a package.
0: Wow. <laughs> that, that is a program all around because you offer for people. And this was going to be my, you answer my next question. Because my next question was, we know that transition is a long road. The in-between is not a walk in the park. What tips could you give someone going through a career transition?
2: Be gentle with yourself. Ah. Mm. Don't measure what you're not doing. Focus on what you are doing, even if it's one little step at a time. Don't quit. Trust me, I sometimes feel I'm the queen of quit. Because I have started so many things over the years and lots I have finished and and done. But there are still many that I didn't. And I cannot tell you, well, you both probably know this too. And I'm sure whoever's going to be listening to this, that in those moments that you want to quit, you are so close. Mm, You are so close. And the transition of going from where you are to where you want to be is a significant transition. And I, and I, I never want to diminish what that is like because you can't get here from here without doing some steps. Mm -hmm. It just, it just doesn't work that way. Now, you could change your thinking quite quickly. You could make a different choice, but then you're always in transition and you have to reflect, breathe, think about where you're at, and then where do you want to go, Mm -hmm. even in that little bit of a a change there. Yes.
0: Oh, yes. And I'm so with you on that.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Melanie? Michelle? What is the one holdback or something people always say that you hear over and over again? Oh, I'm too old. Oh, too late.
2: I'm too young. Like the the same theme is I'm too something. I'm too something. You know what? I'm I'm okay. I'm just I'm it's okay. I'm fine. I'm comfortable. Mm-hmm. They they give up so quickly their desire for more and and I just to me that is the juice of life I I always want more and when I made peace with the fact that I want more that that's life-giving I don't know if you both did this but I I mean I'm gonna be honest when I was a teenager In my bedroom, I would have, um, well, I had a big poster of Sean Cassidy. I don't know if you remember who that is. (laughs) Um, And I would have like posters of musicians (laughs) and, you know, cars that I like. Like I would have all these posters. And I remember laying on bed and dreaming about Sean Cassidy or any of the things that I wanted. And then somewhere along the line, we get older and we somehow forget that those were things that called us into wanting something they called yes. us into our future and so we stopped believing that we could have that and we stopped getting excited i mean i don't know about you but there for me there is no other option that i feel good that mm-hmm. is my mantra every day there's nothing more important than that i feel good cuz if i don't nobody else around me is going to mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I remember when I heard this, because of
0: course, Michelle and I, we've known each other for a long time. Right. And when she said that the first time, I, I thought, "Hmm." and as many things she says, I usually go with,
1: "Hmm," <laughs> <laughs> and, then, and then I Make think it about it, it did and it? Yeah. it makes sense. <laughs> Absolutely. That's uh, powerful stuff, Michelle. Thank you so much for sharing. Oh, thank you. So have you had
0: any holdback in your life? Have you had for you, what has been the the most or the deepest hold back at one
2: point in your life? Have you ever experienced this? Oh, absolutely. And I'm just, as you're asking me that question. So when you say hold back, something that has had me feel debilitated, like I couldn't move forward. I'm to something. Apart from I'm too sexy, I'm too
0: old, I'm too young, I'm too something. What was it?
2: <laughs> that I, I did, I didn't think I could do it. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I'll give you an example. And I mean, it was this raw and real. So I was doing door to door sales and Honestly, I was doing it because I was in a huge transition. I had been working. And then I also made the decision that uh, there was going to be some changes with Logan's schooling and I wanted to be at home. And so I figured some things out, but I I needed money. I needed to still bring money in. Mm -hmm. And so I thought, okay, I'm going to do door-to-door sales because I could do it when he wasn't with me. I didn't really want to do door-to-door sales. Like really, I did not, but it was quick money. It was cash. And so I thought, okay, I'm going to do this. And the other reason why I did it was I was also in the process of starting a program that I loved and believed in. And I knew that if I was going to be successful in that, that I had to get really, really uncomfortable. Hmm. And really do some things that I didn't want to do. So I started and I'll never forget. Um, the first night that I started, I I ended up going home later, no kidding, and just like, I don't want to do this, like literally crying, because I just thought it sucked so much. But the interesting thing was, I sold out every single night, pretty much. And we were selling those coupon books that had, uh, you know, you could take it to a restaurant, and Mm -hmm. you could, um, you know, you could bring the coupon in. And the woman who trained me, She trained me for a couple of hours because you're probably out there for three or four hours. She, she, I literally, she would stick her foot in the door if somebody was ready to slam the door on her face and push her way in. And I knew in that moment that I was not going to do that, Mm -hmm. that I was not going to push my way in. Mm -hmm. Now, while that was okay in that situation, It actually stopped me, I believe, from truly having more success more quickly in certain areas of my life. And and I can can touch base on that a little bit more. What I learned about myself doing door-to-door sales, that every person that opened that door was an aspect of me. The person who wanted to slam the door on my face, the person who wanted to swear at me, the person who wanted to stand and talk about all of their problems and why they couldn't afford the book, the person who, you know, wanted to find out about your life and then make you wrong for why are you doing door to door sales? Every single person who opened the door was me. Mm. And so that was a huge lesson as well. And I could have, you know, I could have said no, because it was uncomfortable and I really didn't want to do it. But I knew there were things about doing that that I didn't want to do that I had more of a want in.
0: Yes, yes. Because that moment would propel you into future moments because there's something to learn inside of it. Wow, beautiful. Beautiful.
1: <laughs> I, and just reflecting what you said. Oh my goodness. That's really interesting because it's true. It's, but you don't have to give it in that moment. How long did it take you to figure that out, Michelle?
2: So I, I, I sold door to door for about four months. And um, I, there wasn't a day that I went that I didn't want to go like, seriously, I didn't want to go. I didn't want to do it, but I was in transition and this was going to be it for the three or four months. And I probably took until because I still remember walking slowly when I was on my own, which was like the next day. Oh, man, I don't want to knock on this door, like literally like (laughs) talk about resistance. But I bet you took me, I'm going to say maybe about a week to kind of get over my "Eh, I don't want to. And just went. you're going to. So what would it be like? if you could actually change your thinking about it
1: and want to do it. Absolutely. Just beautiful. So if a client decides to work with you, Michelle, what's the process and what is the end result they can expect? Oh, such a great question. The process is is a little bit different
2: depending on what program or what you want to do. So if you are wanting one-on-one coaching where you've decided that you're you are in career transition and you're not really sure what it is that you want to do, but you know, you want to start exploring. Um, I've got a six week coaching program that somebody could purchase. And then I work with them on a weekly basis and coach them one-on-one. I, I really figure out like, where are they at? What do they want? Um, I really listen and try to figure out, I want them to tell me about them. I want them to you know share. And then based on what they share with me, some of it is already prescribed that I have strategies in place and teachings in place, but a lot of it will be more spontaneous mm-hmm. as well based on what they bring to the table mm-hmm. and what they want. The outcome is, um, especially a program like that, and actually I'm going to say this is probably in every one of my programs, what part of the outcome in out is, is that they walk away Knowing what they want, like really clear about what they want and why they want it, Mm -hmm. that they know for sure their value Mm -hmm. and can advocate for themselves and their confidence in their capabilities to feel more empowered Mm -hmm. to take action and take that step to actually design their own career. Mm -hmm. Yes. Amazing. Yes. Yes. (laughs) <laughs> now,
0: <laughs> now describe to me who is your ideal client. I want to have an image of who that is. What does she look like? Oh, you know, do you want to see
2: her? <laughs> I want to see her. Where is she from? See, like, I'm, I mean, honestly, <laughs> I'm staring at her. I, I have a poster. Can mm-hmm. I can I turn the computer around and show Sure, sure, okay. sure, sure, sure. You ready? Okay, I got to see can you see Dory? No, no, you have to bring it up. And you have to explain have to... it for our listeners. Well, you okay, you know what? Okay, I take that back. I, I, okay. I can't figure this out, but I took a picture of her. Okay. And, uh, okay, I'm going to unplug. You have to see her. She's beautiful. <laughs> okay. And just so you know, Dory is me and I'm Dory.
0: Yes, yes. Oh, Dory. Yes, (laughs) I see Dory. Dory has, so Michelle has blonde hair. So just to describe for Melanie, Michelle has blonde hair and Dory has blonde hair. And also she's velped. She is tall. And just so you know, Melanie Melanie as well is very tall. When I met her, I was surprised. (laughs) But (laughs) Michelle is tall and Dory is tall. Dory, I like the name. So tell me, Michelle, where, when I say, where is she from, what type of, uh, belief, what types of, you know, because those are very important. Oh yeah. So yeah. What, what types of beliefs, emotions? Yeah. What is part of Dory's makeup?
1: That oh, her
2: and ideal client. So Dory is, as I said, she's me and I'm her Dory's very loving, she's very kind, she's very generous, Generous. Um, she does more than what's expected. Um, I think one of her biggest fears is that she will never, ever truly do what she wants to do. I, Dory is someone who their, her kids maybe have grown up. And she's got money that she wants to spend. She wants money. She wants to earn more money. Um, Dory is, she takes great care of herself. And sometimes, you know, she she's very positive, but sometimes believes that complaining is just easier. Um, she gets trapped sometimes in watching Netflix a little bit too much. Um, she feels that... She wishes other people would get off their butts and work harder because she feels like she gives so much and she sees other people not doing that. Um, She also has tons of energy, but if she's not careful, she's going to, she's going to burn out because she gets intolerant. She wants to give more than what's expected, but then when nobody else does it, she gets annoyed and then she slowly fades back to not giving Hmm. Holding back. You know, Dory is just so dynamic. Uh, she's engaging. She's really great with people. She really understands what it's like to be a woman in a man's world. Let's face it. I think that's still very much out there. Mm-hmm. Um, but she also loves men, so she's not you know, and differences and and you know, wants is very accepting you know, very accepting of where people are. Um, But she gets confused because she often gives up what she truly wants to and gives herself over to others.
0: Hmm. Wow. As I was listening to you describing Dory, I felt, well, I have a Dory in me. And I believe that we all have some, you know, descriptions of Dory in us. And as, let's say, myself as a Dory, come and to be with you. But today, Michelle, I am frustrated. Today, I am a complainer. I'm just complaining about, you know, people, why can't they do it, whatever. Yep. How would you
2: walk me through this? Oh. Well, usually what I start, because you know what? When I ask people what they want, it's very hard for anybody to really answer that question. And part of the reason is because we focus so much on what we don't want, what we don't like, what sucks, what, you know, all of those things. And so I actually, and you'll probably remember, but one of the exercises that I, I've done in one of my master classes is the Joy Killer, Fun Sucker, Soul Destroyer, Destroyer exercise. I give everybody an opportunity to just lay it on the table. Mm-hmm you know, what, what they don't like, what they don't want, you know, all of those things to get that out. Because I truly believe that when you know what you don't want, that's when you start shooting off these rockets of desire for what you do want. Mm -hmm. I just don't think it's really healthy to stay there for very long. It is a habit Mm -hmm. to go from, you know, to stay on what you don't want. So we focus on what we do want. I I really invite people to look at their habits, Mm -hmm. what are their daily routines, what are their daily routines that keep them stuck and help them go keep having them go back to what they don't want. I help them explore um, what are the different opportunities that could be out there. Mm -hmm. And really walk them through. Now that you know, you know what you want, you've got a better idea of it. Well, what is great about you?
0: Hmm.
2: You know, what gift do you have? What's your, you know, you hear superpower and, and, I, and I do one of those exercises where we really look at, you know, what do you, what do you know is great about you? And if you don't know what's great about you, then let's look at what that is. Because there's only one you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And everybody has a unique talent or a unique skill that they are maybe partially using, um, maybe not at all, but they, because they do it so well, they don't even think that it's a superpower. True.
0: True. Eileen, do you have a question for Michelle?
1: (laughs) Yes, I do actually, if you don't mind. I wanna know, Michelle, how do you attract these people? There's so many dories out there. So where, do you start to even promote your business and the wonderful work that you're doing? Great
2: question. And that's a constant evolving uh, door for me because marketing and and promoting is a, is, is a constant. It just is. I post a lot on Facebook and LinkedIn. Um, I've got a great network of people that I tap into on a regular basis. I will, you know, If I'm in a restaurant and I'm talking to somebody, whether it's the server or if I go into a store, like quite literally, I will ask them if what they're doing is, you know, giving them what they want. And if they're interested in finding out more about how they could make a career transition, if that's what they were looking for, I will offer a, you know, 15 minute, half an hour strategy or discovery call to see if that's something that they would like. I often will approach businesses and ask them if they have, you know, maybe if a company is laying people off and they need Mm -hmm. to to offer their, the people that they're laying off something to a course or a program that they want to do. So it is, it is constant. It is evolving. I I truly believe that, you know, a lot of people don't want to sell and we all have these great ideas, but if you're not willing to sell, you're not going to serve those people. Mm-hmm. And to me I'm just being of service mm-hmm. and the big the uh, the more okay how the more time I spend on truly knowing that Dory is waiting for me and mm. she's waiting to come out the the more I serve and I offer my programs to Dory the more, people are going to feel empowered and, and uplifted. And that's a constant reminder. Yes. You have that. to remind yourself of that. Because remember when I talked about being pushy and when the door to door sales and the woman <laughs> stuck her foot in, I am a very bold person and I, say what I think a lot. I've learned to, you know, say it in a way that that for me is really I want to be uplifting. Mm -hmm. I'm not perfect at it by any means. I let go of so many of the things that I truly wanted in life because I had people tell me that I was too dominating. I was too pushy. I was too this. And I actually shrunk back. So they would feel better. Mm -hmm. And it, people's responses are their own. Yep. And, you know, and I, I share this a lot with people who say, you know, you shouldn't be selling. So, blah, 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 and I don't get that that much anymore. But do you know why there's still network marketing out there and why there's still telemarketing? And why do you know why those are still going strong?
0: Because it works.
2: <laughs> because it works. And I'm going to trust an individual (laughs) when I'm talking to them, that they know enough to say, no, thank you. I appreciate it, but no, thank you. Not now or not today. I'm going to trust that they're going to have the ability to do that
1: Mm -hmm. because that's not up to me. Mm -hmm. That's up Mm -hmm. to them. Yes. 100%. Now Garrett has got her rapid-fire questions ready. Are you ready? Yeah. (laughs) Okay, I'm ready. Give them to me. You all ready? Okay.
0: Transition is? Opportunity. An experience that brings you joy.
2: Ooh. Practicing my... um, my videos putting my videos together I'm having so much fun with that sorry (laughs) that's okay that's okay that's okay (laughs) the worst advice that you have received or that you've heard who do you think you are you can't do that Hmm. okay A lesson that you need to finally learn? That if I'm not going to do it, nobody else will. Hmm.
0: Okay, wow. Wow, that's good. That's good. And what do you need to take another look at?
2: (laughs) My service what I have to offer the world and I have to keep taking a look at that every single day that's part of the habits that I have
0: wow thank you Michelle that was wow that was really good and powerful and before we go this is what I want to see I had asked Michelle actually I asked Michelle (laughs) that list five things that you have experienced through your senses in the last week and this was her answer warm breezes vibrant colors music and movement changing rhythms endings beginnings now here's my question what does that say about you
2: that i love transition That I experience through all my senses. Mm. That I'm open to others experiencing through all their senses.
1: Love it. Love it. Love it. Love it. I got chills, (laughs) Gerda. That was so good, Michelle. Thank you for sharing that. Wow. Thank you
2: both so much. You are such incredible women yourselves. And it's just been, for me, this is like, to that i get to be with the two of you is such a privilege thank you both so much thanks for coming. thank
0: you and the privilege is mine thank you very thank you. much wow <laughs> okay well bye for now michelle and we will of course talk again and hopefully you will come back thank you i'd love it thank
2: you so much bye for now